But today, the clinic Q&A is on should I get surgery? So a lot of the um, work that I do is focused around black women and helping black women's health and their, um, the challenges that black women face in a way that respects them as black women as opposed to just treating them like everybody else because we know that our body chemistry is different, our life circumstances are different, culturally we're different. Um, and I wanna provide a service that is tailored for the needs, the unique needs of black women. And a lot of the black women that I work with, because one of my areas of focus is menstrual health and womb health, a lot of sisters come into the clinic um, with fibroids. And there isn't a great deal of um, practical support that is offered when sisters go to the medical professionals with things like fibroids. And, you know, they will offer things like uh, pain medications or medications that can help to reduce the bleeding that can be caused by the period the fibroid sorry and the other thing that they suggest is surgery i mean that's that can sometimes be one of the only things that they really um actively suggest and promote and it can be a full you know removal of the whole uterus if they feel that the fibroids are quite extensive um or it can be a myomectomy where they kind of just go in and take out parts take out some of the fibroids etc so a lot of and, and you know that's not the only um type of surgery people ask me about because surgery is one of the common you know uh, go-to solutions when you go to the medical professionals after pharmaceutical drugs is do you want to take this uh, surgery so when clients ask me this um there are a few things that i ask them to consider and go back and ask their consultants greetings um ask their consultants oh that's a very good question any advice on how to get rid of adenomyosis so yeah i can definitely um touch on that a bit later if not we'll touch on that another time thank you for that question um so yeah one of the these are some of the things that i what i'm going to be sharing with you today are some of the things that i ask clients to go back and ask their health professionals and to think about themselves before they take the step of surgery because for some people surgery is no big deal let me just go in and get it cut out and I'll rebuild my life after that it's no big deal other people are very challenged with the idea of having themselves um, operated on surgically and they come and, and they want some advice so the first thing that I always say is you have to make sure that it is your decision it has to be entirely up to you don't let anyone force you into surgery um, don't let anyone, you know, make you feel bad for not taking surgery or also don't make anyone think, make you feel that surgery is your absolute only option. It is perfectly okay to get a second opinion. And, and in fact, that's why a lot of people will come and ask me to get a second opinion as to whether they, whether I feel they need surgery or whether surgery is their only option for them. Um, so yeah, make sure that if you are considering surgery, you take the things that I'm about to say into consideration, you go off and do your own research and you ask as many questions as possible because sometimes some health practitioners don't like to be asked too many questions. Once they give a recommendation, they expect you to just swallow up the recommendation without asking questions, but it is entirely your right to ask as many questions as you feel are necessary until you feel fully comfortable with the decision that you've made because the last thing you wanna do is go into surgery regretting the decision to go into surgery because it wasn't one that you were fully comfortable with. A lot of surgeries are not um, life-threatening situations, so for most of the time you do have some time to think about it. But what can be the case is that if you do take time 
between being offered the surgery and, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to go away and think about it. And during that time, you're not actively working on another way of handling that health challenge, then, you know, that is, that is a consideration. So if you do ask for time, then use that time to, again, take into consideration some of the things I'm going to speak about now and do your own research. So you are still actively doing something to uh, address the challenge while you make the decision as to whether you're going to go ahead with surgery or not. Greetings, Sonia. Nice to see you, sis. Um, so the first thing that I would suggest you think about, again, not again, first thing I would suggest you think about is has everything else definitely been exhausted? And is surgery the only option? Because there was a time when surgery was the last option. It wasn't the only thing suggested. And again, a lot of clients that come in say that when they've um, presented with their health challenge, the only challenge, the only solution, sorry, that they were given was surgery without anything else being explored or um, tried for any length of time. Now, the thing is, medical professionals are not trained to give advice with everything. When it comes to nutrition, for example, and I've spoken to, to junior doctors who have confirmed this, I thought it was just someone making it up. But when it comes to nutrition, for example, doctors are only given about one or two weeks of nutritional training in the five years of their uh, training to become a doctor. So they're not qualified because they just haven't been trained unless they've gone off and done their independent research they're not trained to give nutritional advice on how you can deal with the situation nutritionally and the, and the specific dietary changes that you can make uh, and and sometimes even if they are given nutritional um training it's one size fits all training as opposed to okay this is specifically what would work for you this is a plan that you can execute these are foods that would work um, if you added them or if you removed them, they're just not trained to do that. So if you only rely on going to them, you're only going to get the benefit of the training that they've received. So what I would definitely suggest is that if you are, and this, this advice is only obviously for people that are questioning whether they should have surgery. Um, I'm not trying to convince you not to get surgery if you've made up your mind on that. Because again, when clients come in and their, their decision is to get surgery and nothing's changing them with that, my role then becomes to build their bodies up and support them so that they're prepared to go into surgery and then help them to recover as efficiently as possible after surgery. So I don't have any particular stance either way on whether someone should or shouldn't have it. My, my job just adapts as to what my client's decision is. So if you are on the fence, then I would definitely recommend you go and see a nutritionist. Or you go and find a herbal, uh, a herbal remedy specialist. Or if it's something um, musculoskeletal, you find a massage therapist, a sports massage therapist. You find an osteopath. You find even a chiropractor. There's a whole branch of physical education called um, um, by Czech practitioners. And that was instituted by a guy called Paul Czech that you can go and check out. Um, so the Czech Institute, they the word Czech actually stands for certified holistic exercise kinesiologists. So they practice, um, well, I think they incorporate kinesiology, which is a muscle testing, muscle strengthening and balancing modality. There's acupuncture that you can try. Um, there's, there's also, you know, the mental and emotional side to a lot of the health challenges that we're experiencing. So you might wanna go and find help on that level. 
and when you found help and you know there might even be just some supplements or some you know breathing techniques or some stretches or some other things that you can do so for example if it's um, problems with your eyes if it's visual problems there's a whole method called the Bates method b-a-t-e-s the Bates method where you can practice a series of um, movements and stretches and practices with your eyes to help to strengthen your eye muscles so there are so many other things that you can try before you result to going under the knife if you're on the fence about it and when you have um, decided to try something else really make sure you've given it enough time so you don't want to just you know take gluten out of your diet for three days or five days or seven days and then you get bored and you add it back and then say well I tried a gluten-free diet because you need to give your body time to um, benefit from whatever it is that you're trying whether it's herbal remedies so some herbal remedies you do need to take them for about two weeks for them to build up in your system enough for you to start feeling the benefits. Some are a lot stronger and you're gonna feel them a lot more quickly. Homeopathic remedies, you need to take them on a particular schedule in order to really feel the benefits from them. Sometimes you need to do two things at the same time. You need to make the dietary changes for the herbal medicines to work. You need, there's certain herbal medicines you can't take at the same time as some aromatherapy oils if you go down the aromatherapy route. So you need to give your body enough time to try all the other things before um, you're gonna feel some benefit. And again, it's perfectly reasonable. And a lot of clients that I've worked with have told their, you know, their medical professionals, we're going to go and try something for three months and come back. And normally always the health professionals like, fine, good luck with it. And if they have good results, when they go back to the health professionals, most health professionals are not, you know, they're not completely blind and ignorant. There's not a battle between <laughs> natural health practitioners and, and doctors. You know, doctors want to, most doctors want to see you get better as much as we want to see you get better. So when you have tried something and they go back, and you go back and show them most of the time they're you know they're they're, they're supportive of it um so that's the first thing make sure it's the last option and if you do try something else make sure you give it long enough um for it to work before you write it off and there are definitely some times where you will try a lot of things and you will give them enough time but you know at the end of it you just don't feel you're getting enough results and you feel surgery is the only answer and at least at that point you can confidently go into the surgery thinking okay I really have given every I've exhausted every other option and this is the best option and then your your goal will then be to make sure you support yourself on the other side of the surgery so that's number one the second thing is that is the benefit of the surgery clear because um or is it just addressing the symptoms because some people, when they go into surgery, and this is communication, this point and the next point is really about communication between you and your health professional. Because some people go into surgery thinking, the reason I'm going into surgery is to alleviate, to, to remove this challenge from my life, remove this disease from my life forever. The, this surgery is just gonna cut it out of existence and I'm never gonna suffer from it again. Um, and it's gonna not just clear up the symptoms that I'm getting, but it's also gonna address the cause. And, a lot of times that is not the case. A lot of times that's what we either lead ourselves to believe um, or that's what, you know, that's what we come away thinking because we haven't asked enough questions. So again, I've worked with clients who felt that when they went to get the surgery to remove the fibroids, it was going to stop them from getting fibroids in the future. And then they got fibroids again. And I've actually worked with clients who have had fibroids three times and had them surgically removed three times. 
And it's only when they developed them the fourth time and the doctors said to them, we can't operate on you again because you've had too much surgical intervention that they came to find an alternative at that point. And that was because each time they weren't, they weren't having that conversation and they thought, okay, the next time it will stop it, well, the next time it will stop it. But that's not necessarily the case. It's like, and I give the, normally give the analogy of if you want to remove weeds from your garden, you can't just pull those weeds up and expect the weeds to never grow back because pulling the weeds up is just removing the symptom. Cutting a fibroid out is removing the symptom. Putting a gastric band in if you are clinically obese is just trying to change your behavior based on creating discomfort if you try and eat too much by making your stomach smaller. Even when you have things like gas, uh, carpal tunnel syndrome release um, surgery, where you get the, you know, people get pains in their wrists. And I actually had a lady come in with carpal tunnel the other day. Um, carpal tunnel surgery where you get the kind of uh, pains and the, the stiffness and the puffiness in some of your joints because there is, uh, you know, nerves and things like that pressing on the carpal tunnel and you can have a surgery to release it. Well, that doesn't necessarily always address the cause because there's lots of causes of carpal tunnel. It can be being overweight or um, lack of poor circulation. It can also be the type of work that you do or the hobbies that you have. If they involve you gripping and holding things and using your fingers and hands a lot in a particular way, if you have the release surgery and then you go back to doing that, it, you, the likelihood is you could still develop that challenge again. So make sure when you're being told about surgery or if you are thinking of having a surgery, if you think you're having this surgery to alleviate everything, make sure that is definitely the case um, because it's not gonna be the responsibility of the professionals to read that disclaimer for you because you will read a disclaimer that you're gonna have to sign before you go into surgery um, and it will normally be stated on there. And they will normally give you some information to read through about the surgery you're having and what is intended because a lot of them know we're only taking the fibroids out so that it can alleviate the problem right now. They know that it's symptom management. It's just that you need to know that as well. You're, you need to be clear on that as well. So make sure it's the benefit is clear. The clear benefit is given because again, some surgery is exploratory. Some reason, the only time, the only reason they're opening you up is to find out what's going in there, going on inside you because they don't know. That is the point of the surgery. And sometimes when they open you up and they get inside, they're like, oh, that's something that we can fix. We can tie that off. We can remove that. We can suture that. Sometimes when they get in there, they can do something. But oftentimes they're only opening you up to see what's going on. And, you know, if you're not comfortable with that, then you might wanna decline that surgery and find a different uh, way to approach it as well. The third thing that I would suggest, so the first thing is make sure you've exhausted all options. The second one is to make sure that the benefit is clear and they're not just getting rid of the symptom, they're addressing the cause. Um, and to be fair, a lot of surgery doesn't really address the cause. It, it is normally a, a kind of symptomatic thing. Um, the third thing is, do you fully understand the side effects and the risks that are involved? And are you happy to live with them? Because again, some people have come out of surgery and they've lost all sensation, um, you know, on the side of their face or they've got an ache that they've got to kind of live with forever because that was one of the side effects of the surgery. That was one of the risks of the surgery. And again, it was, it was clearly stated at. Now, sometimes they're not clearly stated at and you do need to ask a lot of questions. Other times they are clearly stated, but they're in a lot of, you know, small print, fine print, 
And, you know, to be fair, a lot of us don't read fine print when we're, <laughs> when we're, you know, signing a contract to put our children into school or buying a new mobile phone or even co bigger contracts like, you know, mortgages. A lot of people just jump to the bottom so that they can sign something without fully reading everything. Even the medications that you're taking, there's a lot of medications where they clearly state that the side effects are possible kidney disease, you know, liver uh, function challenges, skin eruptions, suicidal thoughts, premature ejaculation. You know, there's a, there's a lot of um, quite serious side effects to some of the medications that we take. And we don't always read all the side effects. And then when we show up with one of these side effects, we're wondering where it came from. And it came from the medication that we voluntarily took without fully reading and understanding the risks of taking that medication and the side effects of taking that medication. So make sure you are fully aware of the side effects and the risks and make sure you're happy to live with them because some of them you, 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 you're happy to take the risk. You know, the risk of potentially them hitting a nerve and you losing sensation in the side of your face. You're happy to live with that if it means that, you know, you can get the benefit that you are going to get from the surgery. So be happy, make sure you're happy with the side effects and you know what the risks are. Um, the fourth thing is consider the impact that surgery is going to have on you mentally, emotionally and spiritually as well. So there is a lot of, a uh, you know, physically they're cutting you open. But when it comes to going into surgery and when it comes to recovering from surgery, there's going to be a lot of mental and emotional um, implications to that. You could develop fear or anxiety. It could create stress. You might need to take time off work. Um, the pain medication, again, the pain medication that you take could have a lot of side effects. You might have to be on very strong, strong pain medication like morphine or codeine. Paracetamol may not be enough. You might need to take multiple types of it. And all of these things can create stress. So make sure that you um, do take into consideration. And again, you're happy to live with the mental, emotional and spiritual impact of you going into surgery. Because one of um, my besties is a energy healer. And she, ages, years ago, spoke about the fact that when you go into surgery and your physical body is being cut open, that affects your spiritual body as well. So when she's working on clients who have had um, surgeries, she can feel, and she's, you know, waving her hands over them and, and putting the energy in and scanning their body and stuff. She says she can feel washes of energy coming out of different points where surgery has happened. So, you know... That is a, you know, for those people who are spiritually minded, that might be something you want to take into consideration. And, and it's only taken into consideration. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have the surgery because of that, but it's something for you to consider. Okay, if I do have the surgery, I do need to consider this as well. So things like journaling, meditation, deep breathing, affirmations, all of these things, positive affirmations. I'm going into this surgery to, you know, create a better life for myself. I'm, I'm going to come out of the surgery um, stronger than ever. I'm mentally prepared for the recovery period. I'm looking forward to the recovery period after the surgery so I can get my life back on track, doing deep breathing, visualizing the surgery going well. All of those kind of things are going to be beneficial if you do decide to go through the surgery. If you choose not to go through with the surgery, again, you can still do the affirmations and the visualizations and the goal setting of how you're going to address your health challenge without the surgery in a positive way as well. And if you do go ahead with the surgery and you are concerned about the spiritual, the impact of it on your spiritual body, then that can be part of your recovery is to work with someone who, who is an energy healer who can help you in that way. 
And the fifth and the last thing is specifically on the recovery, because again, some people go through with surgery without considering how they're going to allow their body to recover from it. So have you planned your recovery, including how you're going to prevent it happening again, prevent whatever the health condition is that you're going in for, how you're going to prevent that happening again. So it's more than just rest and taking pain medications. You want to also, again, consider um, what you're going to do with that time, what you're going to eat during that time, because it may not be easy for you to walk around, to move around. Are you going to batch cook? Is there someone that can make meals for you? Um, you know, you may not have a blender. You might decide, okay, the quickest way for me to get a lot of nutrients into my diet um, is to start making smoothies. I might want to start stocking up on things like sea moss and batch cooking things like broths. So that will help my recovery. I might want to stock up on some herbs. I might want to get a nutritionist to put together a nutritional plan for me to help my recovery. Um, you know, I might want to book in a, mas a masseuse to come to my home once a week or once every two weeks to help my recovery. That way you might want to sign up to a meditation group, like an online meditation group or something like that. So you can look after your mental and emotional with in a supported way after your recovery as well. Because, you know, you could just, <laughs> we found this during the pandemic, you know, there's loads of memes that were going around talking about, you know, if only I had, you know, three weeks at home where I didn't have to leave the house, I'd finally be able to sort my house out and organize this and exercise more and meditate. And then COVID hit and we had that and we sat down and we watched Netflix. <laughs> we just binge watched all the seasons that we didn't get time to and all these great plans, grand plans that we had. Oh my gosh, if I just had time, I'd do this. And we didn't do anything. So, you know, learning from that. Some of people, don't get me wrong, some people were very productive during uh, during the, the lockdown and stuff like that. But this is something you can now plan for if you do decide you are gonna go through the surgery and they let you know how long you are gonna to have to be laid up recovering for. Number one, listen, okay? Because if you're gonna trust them to open you up surgically and do things with your inside, the least you can do is listen to them when they say, okay, if we cut you open, you need to sit your butt down and not get up and run around for <laughs> this much time. Because, so for example, my beautiful mother passed on um a few months ago but before she passed on she had some surgeries done and she was a, a nurse for 40 years so she was used to being up and active and even when she retired you know she was still quite active she liked doing things but she needed to have some surgeries and she had one surgery and she listened and you know she rested for the right amount of time when she had the other surgery after a little while she was like no man i'm <laughs> I'm not sitting down, I'm bored, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. So she didn't rest herself properly and she ended up having to have the second surgery again. Um, and again, mum's not the only one, lots of people have decided, okay, no, I feel fine, I'm strong, you know, feel better, pain medication's working and they get up and then they go and bust up all of their sutures and <laughs> wonder why they're back in hospital again, getting things sorted. So make sure if they ask you to rest, for six to one. And that is, I know a sister specifically who said, I know I have fibroids, but if I get them surgically removed, I have to take six to eight weeks off. That for her was the motivation to not have the surgery. Cause she's like, I ain't sitting there for six to eight weeks. She started using herbs, aromatherapy oils, massages. She started doing everything she could to address the fibroids without the surgery because she acknowledged she would not be able to sit down and recover in the way that she knew she would be, she would need to 
as a result of the surgery. So that's it. Those are the five things I'd ask you to consider if you are considering having surgery, but you're on the fence. Number one, is it the last option? Has everything else been exhausted? Number two, is the benefit of the surgery clear or is it just addressing the symptoms and not the cause? Number three, do I fully understand the side effects of the surgery and the risks involved? And am I happy to live with those things? Number four, what are the effects of surgery on my mental, emotion and spiritual body? Number five, have I planned a recovery? Am I happy to um, follow the advice so that I can recover properly from the surgery so that I don't do myself even more damage. I hope you have found this um, useful. You've sent the questions in. Thank you, sis. I'm going to have to wrap up in a moment, but I will come back and answer that question for you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, thank you very much for everyone who has joined us today. I hope you found this clinic Q&A useful. You can find out more about the work that I do and the Naturally You Clinic at thenaturallyyouclinic.com or thenaturallyyoucoach.com. I look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Take care and stay healthy.